Hi, welcome to Dress to Kill, your favorite fashion and action movie podcast. And welcome to season two. We're so excited to be back. Today is a watch through episode of the movie Goldfinger from 1964. And spoiler alert, we both love this movie. Pussy Galore is to die for, although potentially that's a questionable name. Listen to the episode to find out what we think about it. We also discuss the prevalence of terry cloth in the year 1964, which we don't hate, and the weird male fantasy storyline of straight men turning gay women straight. Also, spoiler, that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> we hope you love this episode. As usual, if you want to see pictures of the outfits we're talking about, go to our Instagram at dressed to kill pod and leave us some comments. Let us know what you think and what your favorite outfits were. Enjoy! Should we just start? <laughs> I'll start it. Okay. Welcome back, guys. It's season two, and for some reason, Elma and I are just cracking up about Woo-hoo. it. <laughs> Being back is so exciting and fun. We're bubbling over. Not so to mention, exciting. Yes. We're a little yes. rusty. <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy week in general, too. So the loopiness is present, which makes for great yeah, episodes. But- <laughs> <laughs> Super looking forward to um, getting back into the swing of things, though. And re- <laughs> I know I can't I, I haven't watched a Bond movie in a minute. Um, Me too. And I'm super excited that we're starting season two with Goldfinger. Ah! Um, <laughs> this, I must say, as a kid, this was one of my favorites. Uh, really? For a while, I would say this was probably my favorite Bond movie. It is for a lot of people, too, because it has all the elements of the gadgets, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the cool, strong women, mm-hmm. and the car, you know, the famous um, Aston Martin DB5. Yeah, I only um, knew that because of you. Because you had mentioned to me... <laughs> Like when we first decided Goldfinger, I don't know if you realize this, you'd said something like, oh, and the Aston Martin or something like that. And I was like, did I? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> and so when when they had him in the car and the fact that they had this car shipped to another country and they were still using the same car, I was like, there's clearly this car is important. <laughs> it's got to be yeah. something special. Yeah, they even have a Lego of it. Like you can what? build the Lego version. And yes, and I made it. It's... <gasps> One of the coolest Lego builds ever, and it, the oh my God, ejector we have to post seat that. even. <gasps> Wait, we will. what? We will. The ejector seat? Yeah, there's. <laughs> yeah, it functions. It's really well done. Wow, that's and, like, cool. Like the rotating, um, the number plate and stuff too. Yeah, it's actually really cool. <sighs> I mean, the Highly idea recommend. of making your own gadget of a James Bond gadget is really satisfying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> really. Satisfying. I want that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So this one um, is directed by Guy Hamilton, who Why actually... Why do I know that was, name? He did Diamonds Are Forever. Okay. And also Live and Let Die. Oh, dang. Okay, and, yeah, this is the guy who did a bunch. Mm-hmm. He did four. So he did Goldfinger, Diamonds Are Forever, Live and Let Die, and then The Man with the Golden Gun. And collectively, I feel like he's my favorite director, James Bond movie director, because... Really? Yeah, which there some of them are, you know... Um, the kitschy and campy ones but i just they're so fun and rewatchable like he his movies probably have the most rewatchable rewatch value for me out of the bond films that he's done i mean i Um, feel like i probably would agree but at the same time i don't i don't have all the directors attached to all the movies clear in my mind 
yet. Yeah, and there's <laughs> a lot that you haven't seen still. So exactly. like there's a couple other directors that did two or three Oh shoot. Four Bond movies. So yeah. And oh. which I don't think we even got to some of them yet. Stuff like, to look forward well, to. Whatever. Well yeah, exactly. Stuff to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, so directed by Guy Hamilton in nineteen sixty four. Sean Connery is the James Bond. Honor Blackman is the kick-ass Bond, leading Bond lady. Um, and Gert Froba. Fro- Froba? Yes, Pussy Galore, <laughs> I should mention. Worst, and, worst best name. Best worst name. All of it. Yeah, really, yeah. And Gert Froba is the um, Goldfinger, Ulrich Goldfinger, the main villain in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, with shout out to um, Harold Sakata, who is the henchman, Oddjob with his throwing hat that slices things yeah you know, i mean iconic odd job what a name <laughs> choice this name. this whole movie pussy galore odd job goldfinger mm-hmm. and we're supposed to buy this is real <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm in i'm yeah, in <laughs> i'm in yeah goldfinger is actually a name of an architect that existed back then his actual so last name is goldfinger it, yeah his his name is erno goldfinger i think he was a hungarian architect but i'm wow. I, I don't know if that's where he pulled the name from i don't know oh interesting um so yeah a little side note and wow. and then and then odd job actually is um he's from hawaii our hometown <gasps> Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, you know how people celebrate celebrities who are from their hometown? Like, that's a thing. They're always in the newspapers uh-huh. and stuff. I feel like Hawaii really goes hard. Hawaii's like <laughs> very connected and obsessed with anyone who's from here who gets any bit of fame. Constantly, they're a thing. Totally. They're like the coolest thing. Anyway, and I feel that in my blood now, being raised that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're any, from Hawaii. Any small town. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, baby. any small town, I feel like, are super celebratory of their um, their stars that left the town, you know, the yeah. island, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it being yeah. an island is a, is part of that, being like, yeah, it's not so easy you to just, to... we can't take a bus into Los Angeles and get in the movies. <laughs> no, fly anywhere to get anywhere. And back then, no. too, like 1960s. I know, leaving home like that. I was just listening to the La La Land soundtrack and one of the lines in their opening song was about like, hopped a bus and here I came or something. <laughs> Listen, it's been Let a week, just canoe guys. over. <laughs> and I was thinking like, yeah, that's totally all those movies, all of it. It's about like somebody, I got $5, but I made it on the bus to get there. I'm like, you know, if you yeah. really want to <laughs> make it. Like- in at least past times hope from hawaii to make it in la or new york or in the world you gotta fucking scrimp to make you it you need 605 dollars at least yeah at least <laughs> and i'm not even talking about this year i'm talking about last decade you need at least that yeah <laughs> anyway hawaii anecdotes <laughs> yeah. um oh we yeah. didn't talk about the fashion of 1964 am i interrupting oh, i'm getting there okay sorry sorry, sorry. <laughs> Please, we're a little slow, slow roll today. So, um, <laughs> we're too giggly. So cost- I'm too giggly. Yeah, the costumes were designed. Okay, so let's just run through the costume wardrobe, okay. mistress and masters. Um, so there were three people attached to this: Elsa Fennell, John Hilling, and Eileen Sullivan. And I looked at their works, and each of them have worked on other Bond movies too. Oh, cool! But the one that I thought was most interesting was um eileen sullivan she actually worked on a couple star wars movies so oh. empire strikes back and return of the jedi and 2001 space odyssey wow. and she what? did all of the first five bond movies 
Like, what a career. Whoa. Pretty awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> so to get to the context of 1964 and the fashion of the times. Ooh, I um, can't wait. Well, let's, a little bit of history, um, like pop culture history. Mm-hmm. The Beatles came to America that year. Oh, that's why he references because, them. Right? <laughs> cool. I was thinking that too. Cassius Clay became Muhammad Ali and won the cha- um, world champion or whatever championship boxing. He became <laughs> the, the boxing champ. The champ. Yeah. <laughs> and the Civil Rights Act was signed into law that year. Wow. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's also interesting is Sean Connery this year made in succession three movies. First one was Woman of Straw, Marnie, you know, the Hitchcock one, mm-hmm. and then Goldfinger. And Sean Connery is interesting. In yes. Yes. I've never actually seen it. Apologies. It's in in my opinion, it's an okay Hitchcock movie, but mm. still definitely worth the watch. Like I actually really love the premise of the story. Oh, okay, um, cool. The girl's kind of like a I don't know if you say klepto, but she's like a thief and a little bit sneaky. And Ooh, I like that. He's trying to investigate stuff about her um, and great costuming, you know, um, and beautiful, oh, yeah. just like cinematography and shots as with all Hitchcock movies. Yeah, I but, feel like his costume um, is usually great too, yeah. Yeah, and so the f- interesting thing about Women of Straw and Goldfinger is that they share at least, I think, six outfits that Sean Connery wears. What? So. I know it's so weird that they it's just like movie making back then anything goes wow. but um so a bunch of the suits that he wears in um woman of straw were then reused for goldfinger like Dude, that makes me want to change my choices <laughs> oh wow really want to be like excuse me this isn't exclusive to this movie <laughs> i'm just um i'm just playing around i don't have the time to change my choices now but wow okay cool. <laughs> continue crazy (laughs) yeah which is really like how did they get away with i mean you know they bond movies had the budget to make their own costumes i don't know maybe they just liked it so much or they they shared the budget between the two movies are they like the way they were both filmed uh Um, what is it called production company no i don't know because um, all the Bond movies are done by Eon, and right. that's oh, like right. yeah, their only thing is Bond movies. Right. Um, but it did share also the same production designer, Ken Adams, hmm. and um, they were both filmed at Pinewood. So maybe just like some collaboration was happening at some point. Wow. So in 1964, the fashion of the time, you know, like mid swinging 60s, so a lot of mini skirts and mod um, mod styles, which you don't see a lot of in this movie. I think in this movie, the outfits are much more classic. And yeah, they're classic so professional. Tailoring. Yes, professional. Like adult. Except, except when you're at the pool in Miami, at the Miami Hotel, oh. at the Fountain Blue Hotel. Yes. And you see all the bathing suits, which I love. Like yes. I love seeing all the different cuts and stuff and um actually lots of bikinis which um, yeah. i did a tiny bit of research on this and <laughs> i saw that the bikinis were first invented in 1940 i think late 1940s mm-hmm. but didn't become popular until like 1958 or late 50s mm-hmm. when they started to wear it a little bit more so this is 1964 people are 
much more comfortable wearing bikinis and it's a fresh look and it's being embraced yes embraced exactly and i love looking at old movies how like the closures of bikinis and bras and stuff work because you know the stretch material wasn't that popularly used yet or mm, maybe it didn't quite exist yet you know so i didn't think of it that way yeah right so the fit you see like a lot of bunchy yes (laughs) 60s bikinis are always like yeah they made it work with whatever but um but that was the look but it was also popular to have like zero butt so like the (laughs) the amount of butt that was coming just by puff of the bot the undergarment was fine like imagine someone with a big butt wearing a 1960s bikini it would be like even puffier very diaper bottoms yes (laughs) very and oh you know actually talking about the mod fashion i think one spot where you see this is in the uh oh maybe we'll get to it later but i was just going to mention the the pilots the little boots that they wear that's very 60s mod but you know what the little white boots in watching i barely saw the boots at all it was mostly just in the pictures after where i was like oh yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah sure sad cry yes (laughs) Okay, so should we get into our looks? Let's get into Ooh, our Let's look. talk. No, wait. Intro? We're being rusty. We, <laughs> we need to talk about the intro first. Let's do the intro. Yeah. I don't have a lot to say. I said what I wrote down was I actually love it. It's so simple and clean, and I love the song. Yes. Like, it might mm-hmm. be my favorite intro yet. Ooh, okay. I just cool. I like that it's I just like that. simple and clean. It's not like... A lot of the other ones, I'm like, what are you even trying to do? Oh, my God. I agree, though. Like, especially in the more recent ones, like, since the digital age hit, you know? Oh, my God. Yes. It makes me appreciate these old ones so much more. It's, like, very analog and simple. Yes. I love this one, too, also for the same reasons that it's so simple. And the... I, you know, I sent sent you those behind-the-scenes images of the ladies and the it's yeah i love it it's so cool um and the song also um is by shirley bassey she's like basically the legendary bond song singer oh really? she's done um yeah so she's done three other or two other bond songs three if you include the one that didn't get used but um <laughs> the this one is her first one and uh the lyrics are by leslie brickus who also did um the lyrics for You Only Live Twice and Willy Wonka. Oh. I, like, amazing lyricist. Um, so I actually really like the lyrics. I love the 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 com- uh, composition by John Barry and, um, and Shirley Bassey's singing. It's like the trifecta of what a perfect Bond song can be, in my opinion. Ooh. So, yeah, this is a great one. And I think we can dive into our looks because... Can I go first? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> because this gold bikini that the girls wear in the opening um, sequence is my first outfit. What? Is that even allowed? Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I love it. it. It's allowed. Okay, yeah. It, I, <laughs> the it answer was a last is yes. Edition. Anything we want is <laughs> allowed. Is yes. Always. <laughs> Yeah, because after I was looking at the pictures of it, I was like, oh, my God, that's actually really cute. I would wear it. It's um, the bottoms have little tie sides, like thick, chunky ties on the sides. And the top is um, kind of a drapey 
drapey like drapey cups and it's like this gold drapey it's cups cute. <laughs> it sounds yeah, like the dra- name of a character in this movie <laughs> <laughs> cups drapey cups <laughs> <laughs> oh my god next time you talk to someone else about goldfinger you should just throw in drapey cups and see if they <laughs> notice but yeah i love the move drapey cups did <laughs> but it's so cute actually i um i think it i would totally wear that today i like it (laughs) it is quite cute that's my first pick yeah oh and um the person credited for designing the gold bikinis is kiki burn oh i I don't know who that is but she gets a shout out because um yeah baby good job yeah wow yeah yours is right at the top i mean yeah that's why i was like hmm i considered picking the the dancer's look that's before the intro but (laughs) oh the belly dancer i didn't yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) because listen i'm gonna forewarn you yeah i'm in a mood (laughs) i i looked back at my looks and my look choices and i was like wow okay what are you trying to live (laughs) like right now (laughs) i don't know if this represents me all of the time but i guess this is the mood i'm in (laughs) that is that's great i can't wait to hear yeah so i almost chose that and if that gives you a bit of insight into the mood there you go (laughs) um my actual first though uh my actual first i'm not sure chronologically i don't want to give away my other one they're at the pool first in miami before anything right Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm, so yeah, there's the the cold open where they're um with the belly dancer, and then the the intro sequence, and then it goes straight into Miami. Yeah, because it has that great like welcome to Miami flag thing. Yes. Oh, oh I love that moment, and the music. I love cute. it too. Oh, so good. The whole thing works so that that whole like the whole start is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Um, really and then you get like a million. Absolutely, moment. absolutely. You get all those bikinis like you mentioned. All of a sudden, you're yeah. just like left, right front center where, where do i look i love them yeah um absolutely okay so my first choice then is james bond's iconic romper yes. <laughs> His blue the onesie. Terry yes. <laughs> um and by the way i could not stop in this first couple of scenes just being obsessed over terry cloth had a moment in 1964 because it's yeah everywhere (laughs) for the whole rest of the movie i watched this with my mom again for the whole rest of the movie i kept being like is that also terry cloth to like every cardigan someone wears every sweater (laughs) and my mom was like no it's not all terry cloth she was taking it so personally because she's like listen i was around in 1964 everything wasn't terry cloth (laughs) she was really are those walls terry cloth i know i was literally like are the sheets there also terry cloth they've done it before dude i used to have a terry cloth blanket and it was like the best blanket ever see there you go yeah i'm into it um yeah but yes this blue romper is iconic they so even iconic. Recre- recreated it um oliver brown recreated it a few years ago as a tribute and, is that that other picture you know, Yes, I had to show you the side-by-sides. Yeah. yeah, because the thing is, I saw, what is his name? Who's made this? Oliver Brown? O- Olebar Brown. Olebar Brown, I see. Yeah, Um. because I saw that one and I saw James Bond's and my first, <laughs> I hate to say it, but my first instinct was like, that's not the same. 
and I got really yeah. annoyed <laughs> because I thought it was I meant to be it. the same. Um, but knowing that it's like a modern recreation, okay, I get it. Styles are a little different. Boys don't wear as short of shorts, whatever. But it's but so they should cute. The they bottom should. line is yes. they should because this is they the should. other thing I was gonna say is watching. First of all, Sean Connery, I think it's pretty confirmed for me, is my favorite James Bond, and I just can't mm-hmm. help it. He's just, what a little Perk. charming dream he is. Uh, yes. He's so cute all the time, and then he's great <laughs> also. <laughs> I know, the hum, like the the quips and the, the delivery yes. of his like one-liner. And his little yeah, smiles. Super cute. What the hell, yes, dude? Yes. Quit melting me down. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. And then he occasionally has rapey moments. They aren't the worst, but we just put those aside as whoever was writing in 1964 didn't get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I, that's what I do. I put them aside. But I, I literally wrote down in these romper scenes, like we've seen him so many times. He's wearing super short shorts in all these movies. And I bet it's because people just knew he had great legs. So why not? Show him off. And I don't yeah. think we had as much of like a short shorts are for girls not for boys in the 60s no i think it was just like well if we got great gams let's do it um (laughs) (laughs) but i wrote like i've never been particularly attracted to men's legs before in my life until watching so much sean connery in short shorts (laughs) and now i'm like show me your legs before i agree to date you like i am hot for guys legs now i can't get over it I'm so deeply invested. I don't know what to say. Oh, I love it. A new part of me is sparked and I can't <laughs> and I'll never go back. <laughs> I love that. I wrote in my notes but... in all caps. I now have the hots. <laughs> <laughs> what a phrase. Oh, yeah. I mean, he pulls off this look like no other. And yeah. it's, you know, it's like it's towel material. It's baby blue. <laughs> it's got a gold clip belt. In any other it's era, short. it would be for girls. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. And he's got Iconic. all that muscle, makes it look so good. <laughs> the shorties are short. The waistband is at his actual waist, not like some low halfway down the hip bone marker that we do like on guys crack. these days. Yeah. Right. Like it has its place. Sure. But like, let's give, let's actually accentuate male bodies the way that they are shaped and just feel mm-hmm. their beauty, which is where a man's waist is. Slightly lower than a woman's <laughs> generally, but fantastic. Anyway, I'm just so loving sh- it. I love the, the male <laughs> body being something to see as like artistic and beautiful and hot like mm-hmm, that. Like, mm-hmm. gosh, we re- we let go of that in like millennial generation plus i mean maybe it's coming back now but i think i think it's coming back now yeah. like yeah, i was yeah, just I watching agree. some marvel movies and i'm like is captain america's shirt like so tight <laughs> is, it, is it like makes you question like is that a normal fit for a man's shirt <laughs> i literally was watching this the other day or is it just like okay this is what i look like you know in my under armor muscle tees <laughs> absolutely <laughs> So I think it's coming back. <laughs> Absolutely. I will say, though, yeah. I've heard the argument that in uh, there's something going on with all these superhero movies having the male bodies having to be insanely ripped, that it's mm. it's like a, 
we're not seeing i don't it's not that we're not seeing average male bodies but um because clearly in other movies we are but the idealization is becoming kind of extreme like in order to be a certain way you have to be absolutely crazy ripped and i i like that some of the older superhero movies they they're muscular but they're not like on roids muscular you know yeah 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 Um, they're just like normal average fit exactly like they do everyday like not even exercise but they're just active humans active bodies yeah or like working out but like a normal amount not like 100 hours a day and i like the variety frankly if i could choose i would be like yeah give me Mm -hmm. someone who's crazy ripped also i like aspirational muscular shit why not yeah (laughs) but variety but not everyone has to be yeah. yeah exactly for sure um I wish I knew more about that. I, it was an article I read um, that had a bunch of uh, references so that apparently it's a, a thing. But man, I wish I remembered mm-hmm. more of it. I did not think I would need it today. <laughs> All right. So that's my first look. Uh-huh. So in this scene, should we talk about the the moment of <gasps> Dink? Um, Man talk. <laughs> yes. Why did you say Dink? Is Dink someone's name? Wait. That's her name. Okay. Yes. It's coming back to me. Yes, the man talk yes. moment. I have that written down. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So this is like I hate it. Uh, alongside, I know I want to yeah, barf same. all over it. Uh, alongside Thunderballs, um, Patricia Fearing scene where he gets rapey with the um, the, mas- the massage masseuse. therapist lady. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is like another moment where it's, it's in the franchise. You kind of talk about a lot, but uh, yeah, I hate it. It stupid. I hate it. And whoever like, wrote this, no, 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 no. <laughs> I hate her reaction to it too. Yep. Uh, hmm? mm-hmm. She's just like, uh, okay, bye. You mm-hmm. know, like if they showed a little bit of just, you know, as simple as like one facial expression, like Ugh, that wasn't cool. And, it would change or, things you know, a lot. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Just well, I think uh, give the bottom, her a little bit more. Absolutely. I think the, the bottom line of, of, I mean, I, cause I hear the argument of like, oh, but it's okay if he's just kind of a shitty guy and that's part of his character in that way and it's part of his character and it's something that you learn about him whatever but I think in my mind I really think if if that character was being created or shaped today instead of back then like I don't think they wanted a character who was somewhat misogynistic in all this I just think that was so normal that that was like yeah that's just him being a playful human it comes out exactly. mis- in a misogynistic way I don't think it was like because people have that argument in the community you know and i'm not not saying that i'm right but my opinion is i don't think that the intention was james bond is a misogynistic guy i think the intention was he's normal and because frankly in 1964 the amount of misogyny coming from him in this movie is substantial first of all but i don't think that people would have considered him a misogynist so much in 1964 i mean maybe a very small Mm -hmm. percentage of people his character no yeah i think it was more normalized for sure exactly like this uh, level of it yeah exactly so i don't think that's why i want to say like well let's change that let's cut it i don't like it it's not because i want to change the character that they intended him to be but i think the character they intended him to be would be different today because of our standards and mentality shifting Mm -hmm, did mm -hmm. i say that clearly enough (laughs) i'm trying we good we good okay good because i yeah i hated that moment big time so what in case you haven't seen the movie in a while he um this woman was massaging him and he and i loved it poolside she's in like a not a bikini she's in like a bathing suit a gorgeous one piece piece, and she has the most beautiful body 
and huge mm-hmm. boobers big <laughs> time gorgeous i was just struck like oh my god this girl model for me oh that sounded really <laughs> creepy <laughs> I also shoot <laughs> pictures. I do photography and I am good with women. I like shooting women, so that's not meant to be creepy. <laughs> Came out sounding real creepy. Um, <laughs> You're good. I meant it artistically. Um, yes. But anyway, <laughs> she's massaging him and, and, you know, another guy comes over. They go to talk and he, she like, it's kind of like, should I stay? Should I leave? Whatever. She He introduces her to the guy and he just slaps her on the butt and says, man talk. And sends her on her way. Yeah, that's like him sending her on her way. And she like walks <laughs> out of the shot like. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, uh, that happened. Every part of it. <laughs> I hate every part of it. <sighs> like it's scenes like that that make people think this is the way that is normal to act. And this is how you treat people and women mm-hmm. and et cetera. And like, oof. Don't get me started. There's there's a little bit more that comes later, so we can just skip it for now, and yeah. I'm sure it'll come yeah. out. <laughs> What's your number two? Number two. My number two is uh, later on in the movie, but it's Mai Ling. Oh. Wait, is that her name? Yes, Mai Ling, the, I think. Um, yeah, the uh, flight flight attendant lady on um, yes. Goldfinger's jet. Yes. Who is wearing... Yes, so cute. That's my number wearing three. Wearing tie. Okay. <laughs> She's wearing like a... I want to say like a tie style wrap skirt. What would you say is like the... Oh, I didn't think it was a wrap, the bottom. You're talking about the gold top and the skirt Yeah, bottom? the gold crop top. Okay, yeah, maybe it's not wrapped actually, but it's it's more like a sheet of, It's that tie um, type fabric. of silk texture though mm. and length. Mm-hmm. And which yeah, is so all the way long. maxi skirt and then a crop crop top, mm-hmm. um, like full midriff, super cute, long sleeve and um, th- with a high collar that's beaded. And she has the cutest ponytail that's like super high and yes. really short. Yes. Um, Her makeup like was also impeccable too. On point. Yeah. Super cute. The full look actually. And then um, the sleeve detail. There's this cute little sleeve detail on the cuff where yes. it extends out over the tops of her hand. So it's like so it goes to a little a point. point. <gasps> yeah. It's super so cute. cute. And mm-hmm. it's like, I love that it's crazy cropped. It's like just under the boobie. I love it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. The skirt looks like a tie skirt, 100%. I bet. That's what I wrote. I bet they yeah. are coming from that perspective. Like the material and everything. Uh, my gosh, and I love the tops. I just, I love, I love, I love. Mm-hmm. I love it. I hope that the I top would two. fit a little differently today, but. Yeah, yeah, I did <laughs> think that. Like, it looks like what a kind of gold bit... fabrics were available at the time right and and like on screen it kind of reads like that shitty spandex yeah. like what you see like gold leggings made out of uh-huh with like a, <laughs> a little bit cone yeah. bra underneath but, <laughs> but i know it's probably not that kind of material yeah exactly. i don't know what it is um but and then like the beading on the collar kind of helped elevate it a little bit in terms yeah. of like it looks more structured um and the collar itself don't... elevates it a lot yeah, that's true. It's like yeah. just that sticking um, kind of straight up type of collar. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it does look kind of weird. Like, yeah, it looks a little bit cheap or yeah. something about the fit. But like that's but that's a lot of stuff in the 60s, to be honest. Yeah. And it's the concept wise, super cute. Gorgeous. Like and she has, it looks like a little bit of that same gold material in her updo. Hair. And it's yeah. so mm-hmm. cute. Dang it. Her hair, her makeup, all of it. Oh. 
I didn't see any shoes though. I wish I would knew what her shoes looked like. I bet they were great. Mm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Anyway, that's also my third. Although I have also a second between okay, it. Okay. Yeah. Tell us your second. <laughs> okay. My second. My second is really a reference to how I said I don't know what's in my head today, but it's something. My second that I'm choosing as an outfit that I enjoy is um, Goldfinger's yellow pool set. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's an honorable mention of mine. <laughs> the second he came out in that, I was like, I would like to wear that myself. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> I just automatically Only- was like, yes, I would like it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Look, imagine like on him, it's whatever, but imagine it on like... A, a girl with like the cute short short fit yeah and a cute little cover-up style top oh I'm and done. it's lined it. right <laughs> and I don't wear yellow much so I probably actually I didn't pick this you um, could do a teal a favorite one. yeah sure dude good. I wear yellow but, all the time though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that it's lined in the towel material yes. too, in uh terry cloth talk yeah. about terry cloth moments <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. Even the pockets are lined with right, terry cloth. Yeah. If you had wet fingers, you could dry them off in your little pockets. <laughs> <laughs> they thought about everything. They really did. Um, yeah. It's like a button-down top. It's kind of like a shorts pajama set shape. A button-down yeah. short sleeve top, structured. There are little pockets on the top. Um, so cute. It has a collar and little shorties. Love mm-hmm. it. And, and it's, it's like, like this poolside chill outfit exactly and it's that gold yellow that like kind of mustardy goldy yellow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just yeah. love it i'm down i'm <laughs> definitely an honorable mention of mine <laughs> and i think my favorite part about that scene is <laughs> so james bond is like up on the balcony looking through binoculars at goldfinger oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. talking through like a, a speak a thing a speakery thing that goes into an earpiece that goldfinger is wearing and um First of all, I know that you had mentioned that the earpiece was maybe supposed to be to seem like he has a like a hearing aid, but yeah, I don't know if I buy it. I just think (laughs) he was not observing this earpiece clearly in his ear. I mean, sure, (laughs) has a cord going all the way down his body. Like I don't know what did ear ear hearing aids seem like or uh, look like back then. But anyway, my favorite part of that scene though is, um. Goldfinger gets upset because he's going to lose a lot of money. James Bond just made it clear. And he has a pencil and he snaps his pencil in two. But we are from the perspective of James Bond looking through the binoculars. And we hear that pencil snap like so (laughs) loud and crisp. And I'm like, no way. That's just one of those hilarious sound effect moments where you're like, "You, you wouldn't even hear it. You actually would not even hear the sound of the pencil snapping at all. But they have it like, snap. (laughs) It cracked me up. Uh, That scene. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that moment. Okay. On the balcony and stuff. Oh, yeah. Meeting. Mm -hmm. Nice intro for our bikini girl. Yeah. Yeah. um, And that is one of my favorite. one of my favorite James Bond, James Bond line deliveries, you know, where like mm-hmm. the music cues up and he's like not even looking at her or anyone. He's just like staring off in the distance saying Bond, James Bond. <laughs> and um, yeah. I I love that. And and he approaches um, Jill, who is laying, you know, she's like 
um, in the most hot, beautiful, attractive position ever, laying on her stomach, like yeah. perked up booty, looking mm-hmm. fantastic, lounged out. Yeah, spying on the on the other card player that Goldfinger's playing with. So she's like doing like sneaky shit. Um, <laughs> sneaky I like that. little sneak. Uh huh. And and the thing about her, like, I when she says. I'm beginning to like you, Mr. Bond. And like, they only just met and all those things. That's like, eh, is it real? I kind of buy it though. Like oh, okay. I buy that she's it, like the way I read it is she's this kept woman who's Goldfinger's, you know, lady, whatever, all the things. And she has no excitement in her life or whatever. And this handsome guy comes and she's immediately charmed by him. Like, and she says, I'm beginning to like you, Mr. Bond. And I, I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe this is like that bit of exciting, something exciting she was waiting for. So I, sure. I, I kind of, I, I buy it. I'll give it to you. I what think you can thoughts? go either way. For sure. I could, I could argue for either side, I think. Mm. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's really yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> I could see where I don't really buy it. But then I could also see, it's almost like if they had, maybe they... I don't think this happened, but like they cut a scene and if they had left the scene in, it would tell us if that's true or not. Yeah. I'm, I mean, she does only have like less than five minutes of screen time. Yeah. And within that, they met, they've had sex and she died. And so. she's, she has so much personality and she's so great in the she after does. sex scene. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the beginning is great too, but the after sex scene, like she's so cute and playful and like he's playful. playing back and... I also love the 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 styling in that scene, having him wear the pajama bottoms and she wears the button down yeah. top. I just think it is the right? cutest. And Cute. I love that. It like speaks volumes. It has them being connected. You know, like after sex, there's you're connected with someone sort of, the person you just had sex with. Yeah. I mean, you could argue that not always, but in most cases, there's a connection that was just built. Um. Yeah. And like, they're just, it's such a, like that, if I was teaching costume design, not that I'm like a perfect genius at it, but if I was, I would pick that scene as an example of how to use costumes to show what's going on with the characters. Like they're Mm -hmm. united, they're connected, they're like part of each other. The way that they're interacting physically and the blocking goes totally hand in hand with the costuming. I just think it's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. I love that scene too. And so simple. impactful. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she makes such a impact and like, you know, yep. her presence and everything. Like you remember her, yeah. even though she's only had four minutes and her or eyes. Something. Oh, yes. Yeah. They're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Gorgeous. Shirley, Shirley Eaton. Shout out. Shirley Eaton. We love. <laughs> um, okay. So your number three was my Ling's outfit also. Hi. Hi. Okay. My number, <laughs> my number three is. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please don't die. <coughs> we love you here. <laughs> okay, so my number three outfit is is James Bond's gray suit, the three piece suit. It is one of the iconic, like. If you Google like pictures of James Bond in a suit, this mm-hmm. one shows up. <laughs> like it's one of the famous ones because, um, not because, but <clears throat> it was made by Anthony Sinclair as the designer, and it's just a like perfectly tailored classic three-piece suit. Great, looks great in you know his. Well, first oh, of all, him. he 
on him yeah and i was gonna say in the setting oh um and then also it was like the one that's referenced in catch me if you can when he's like i look like james bond and then like that's what he gets made is like that that three-piece suit so very iconic and classic and if i had to pick one suit from this movie because i like to include some menswear looks in my top fives that would be the one cute yeah i'm down with that i love that <laughs> yeah just good classic tailoring and you know what once again sean connery can wear everything i guess what i've realized <laughs> after watching this movie <laughs> this is like my third or fourth sean connery james bond i think i'm like yeah mm-hmm. i actually just am now obsessed with young sean connery i get it i get I mean, why people like... made fun of him on snl all the time because he was <laughs> a very much heartthrob right. i get it that's right yeah, I mean, you even like him in the orange wetsuit, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> From Thunderball. <laughs> I yeah. do. With his, yeah. like, boxer shorts underneath. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I still like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. Can't deny. Okay, what's... <laughs> Tell me what is your number four. My fourth is also a James Bond lick. It's the Bond... I'm calling it the camel suit because it's the more camel of the suits he wears. <laughs> the like brown okay. suit. Yeah. I just really Ooh. love the crispy hem of the pant or hem, not the hem. The crispy line of the pants. Uh, Is it the one when he's driving through the Alps and stuff going after the Tilly songs? Going after the be. other girl? You see it the most yeah. when he's getting in in the car. In yes, his car. yes, yes. Like after they went golfing and stuff right yeah it's like them him interacting with the the um shit what's his name yeah what's his name odd job odd job job. it's him interacting with odd job etc etc and then he gets in his car it's that moment and that look i just it looks so good i I love that one too i really struggled to pick between that and the gray suit and i Mm. I think i leaned towards the gray one just because it's iconic actually i feel like yeah the iconicism i feel like i pick a gray suit all the time if it's a james bond suit but that's chill that's so funny i like that you're into it Mm -hmm. and gray is Um, iconic for james bond brown is definitely not iconic for james bond (laughs) but 60s and 70s bond wears brown a lot though yeah that's true um that i love that one there's like a beautiful promotional shot of him like leaning up against the aston martin where he's wearing that suit and he looks perfect like hands in the pocket leaning Mm -hmm. up 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 against the car yeah yeah i think choice i I love that one oh good i think what i like most about it is the pants the more i look at it Mm -hmm. it's just like i don't i'm not a menswear person in general so if i'm watching a movie and some kind of menswear makes me pay attention to it i'm like oh that means something and that's yeah, yeah. that's how I felt about this brown thing. I was like, "Oh, what are you wearing?" <laughs> mm-hmm. So that means it's yeah, something super crisp. Yeah, I do like nice. that too. Cool. Great. Number four. My number four is the flying circus girls outfit. <laughs> the matching pilot <laughs> had to pick it. Right, gorgeous, so cute. Yeah. Um. To describe it, it's a black long sleeve, long pant jumpsuit, full suit with epaulets that have white piping, what high epaulets? mock neck collar, the shoulder things, the ah. tabs on the shoulders. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, the mock neck collar, yes. um, a thick, wide white belt. Like those stretchy and... 1950s ones. 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, flat boots that are ankle ankle length, ankle height, white, ankle high, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> yeah, ankle Cute height, white mod, <laughs> mod, mod style white boots. Which I want those boots today. Yeah, and, I want the like updated yeah. version. I've been looking for the updated mm-hmm. version for years, and I just haven't found one that's ah, yes. under hundreds of dollars and also <laughs> got all the qualifications I need. Right. But yeah, it's adorable. Oh, and they have their like logo logo that's like a sun on their mm-hmm. chest. It's I like think, yeah. on the nipple. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> this look gave me mixed feelings, if Tell I'm me. being honest. Generally, at first glance and everything, I'm like, yes, it's got all the makings for what I want. I love it. I need it. I want it. But in detail, mm-hmm. like the details across the board, I don't love. And I think that's really a, mostly just because it's 1964 again. And we talk about the different materials and stuff available then yeah, as compared sure. to now. So like judging it by current eyes is like potentially unfair. But I'll tell you, I love the design and the cut. I don't love that the suit, it's like a, a cat, a black cat suit uh, is kind of the the uh, original shape i suppose like without the mm-hmm. additives or whatever um and the suit itself is kind of like a super thin almost sheer at times material and i oh okay sure that just like again i'm in a mood apparently but that kind of pissed me off a little because i felt like <laughs> if this was guys these are pilots they would not be given some like thin ass definitely Mm -hmm. flammable shitty cheap (laughs) fabric shit like they would be given something with structure that is durable that like will protect them if their shit catches on fire and not burn their arms off immediately like i don't know i just looking at the detail of it kind of pissed me off i don't think nobody had bad intentions with this clearly but to speak from a modern perspective yeah yeah, like if someone were to do this in a movie today i'd be like fuck no um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also having their logo, it's, I don't dislike this, but it is significant to me that it looks like, it looks like the Janet Jackson nip slip, like from the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like pretty much on their nipple or where a woman's nipple could be on their boob. And it looks like that same kind of a sun shape that's got the rays coming out all around, like a it, rounded. It is like a pasty. Yeah, it's yeah, like, sure. it looks like the Janet Jackson pasty. I wouldn't be surprised if they said that they modeled her pasty off of this. <laughs> uniform yeah um and i i don't know how i feel about that because again if this was a man's uniform not like men's chests are beautiful and something to be admired too but they wouldn't have it kind of be in this more objectifying position it would be like oh well the point of this is to show a logo not to like yeah like the call attention to yeah, your not boobs. to be like how Spot. hard is your nipple because i'm looking straight at it you know (laughs) um especially with this thin material that you're wearing where clearly if your nipple was hard i would see it right away um i i i feel you yeah and the same with the belts like i know this was the popular kind of thing i would change yeah Yeah, because the belt really screams 1950s so Mm -hmm. i think it would be hard to get away with that belt for anyone's taste today but um yeah the belt also like come on give me the belt is the one thing i would change i yeah i didn't notice the, the material belt. yeah it would or even just like a thin belt a thin know? belt just like a thin yeah, either a one trim of white like a little white leather belt yeah um i think it would be yeah, powerful the, without it though more like i don't know feel that's the word that comes to mind sure anyway yeah. 
but I love the cut, the design, like the fact that it's um, a bit of a mock neck and it has those, what are they, epaulettes? Mm-hmm. And it has a yeah. logo for them to be matching because they're all in, they're not just like dancers because, you know, dancer uniforms don't have any kind of logo thing, but they're all united. And I like that they mm-hmm. embrace the fact the that- The backup dancer style. Yeah, I like yeah. that they're not just backup dancers. They do have something that separates that, which is like the logo, for example, like that's more of a part of a team that does active yeah, things instead of just like the backup dancers. So like, that's cool. I get that the it it's heightened from just your classic all women stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, those are my feelings. And the boots, I love the concept of the boots. I want a 21st century one, but I think we're yeah. in agreement there. Anyway, if you have other thoughts, I dominated this. <laughs> <laughs> no, whole, whole con- con- again, concept wise, like same with concept the Miley outfit. Concept, great. Like I would cosplay this and yes. make it in like better materials and more updated and you know mm-hmm. place the logo like slightly higher on the chest yeah <laughs> um i mean cetera, like or but, make a sex yeah, version cute. and leave that on the nipple like i'm cool with either <laughs> but like <laughs> sure. one right 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 um and i love the piping on detail on, on the neck and the epaulette very cute i do love that totally heightens the whole thing elevates it big time it kind of makes up for how flimsy the material is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, they did their best. I think their intention was for it to be good. And I, I vibe that. Very cute. Okay. Love. Tell me your number four. Wait, four? Five. five. Mine would be five. Tell me your number five. <laughs> My number five is, I mean, I think you can't get away without picking this, in my opinion. My number oh, five tell me. is... Uh, Pussy Galore's camel look. Uh-huh. I'm calling it camel yes! look again. Dude, okay. I mean, give it to me Same. right now. And I don't even like right? I don't even like a corduroy uh blazer. I'm like, ugh, what year is that? But on I this know. outfit though, I'm like, I will have it right it's now. Perfect. Feed it yeah. to me in my sleep. Dude. And I without the jacket too. It, and first without of the all, jacket. Super classy. Mm-hmm. And um, she's basically wearing just a, a beige turtleneck with matching beige pants that are like equestrian fit. Like yes. maybe they're, I don't, I wouldn't say as far as like jodhpurs that are like, but I think it is kind of that where the hips are a little bit looser. Yeah. Slightly and then looser they and um, the... taper. Yeah. They taper at the, the calves. That's the word and... calf. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> and they have a little and... patch, a little leather patch in there, like rider style mm-hmm. too. I love it. It's, I called it, yeah, her equestrian outfit. Yeah, that's a probably the equestrian more... beige outfit. Um, <laughs> a more and, appropriate term. Yeah. When you first see her in that outfit, she's like lounging on a chair and they're drinking mint juleps. And she's I think you see it before that. Oh. But that's the first time you see the whole body, I think. Oh, okay. I think she yeah, walks with him, did. with Bond, and then she lays like that. And then you're like, oh, give me those legs. Oh, I thought that was after. Well, you know, one of okay, us whatever. is right and one is wrong. And I don't care either <laughs> yeah. way. You guys can tell us. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but please don't because it's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> um, but you see it without the jacket and then you see it with the jacket. And I love it both ways. Yep. Um, and the jacket's totally like wear, tailored wear in such a way where she has an extra waist. You know, like she mm-hmm. snatched. This is an opportunity for the word snatched to live up to its highest mm-hmm. potential. That is what's going on. Yeah. Her waist is snatched. Totally. 100 dude speaking of her waist so i was watching an interview about or with her mm-hmm. and 
at that time, I think at this time, they mentioned she had an 18 inch waist. Okay, and 37 and I believe inch it. bust. Because look at yeah. her. Dear yeah. Lordy. No wonder she yeah, looks so I good mean, in body, pants and shit. Body types back then. And like a blazer yeah, like true, that. Huh? Ugh. Yeah, we should mention also um, that she only wears pants in this movie. Um, yes. Whereas in other, almost any other Bond girl, you see at least like wearing a dress once. Yep. And didn't Don't you say that, but <laughs> in general, didn't you say there was a kind of like suggested rumor that she might have been gay or was that someone else? Yes. No, no, that's right. So in the novel, she is um, straight up. And in in this movie, they just hint at it as like she says, your charm, I, your charms won't work on me. I'm in I'm immune. Yeah. You know, when they um, first meet on the airplane. Yeah. And, and she says a few things that are potentially hinting at because Mm -hmm. i'm gay yeah um so i think they tried to show that and convey that in the costuming by putting just pants on her which you know they're still feminine but she's not as uh i hate to use that word girly but like she's not wearing dress flowy dresses she's like like she's powerful and that's her character like mm -hmm. not only beside the fact of her being gay or not um she's a pilot and the head she's like not just a pilot she's like an incredible pilot who's trained other people to be the best flyers in existence it seems like Mm -hmm. and (laughs) is the leader of a whole like community of pilots and all these other things and she works for one of the most uh wealthy and picky employers period like she's Mm -hmm. really achieved greatness and so her being in pants and stuff and not being and being more in her power Active and like, professional yeah i don't know how else to say it because they sure. even have her in that like lilac color later mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's that's quite a feminine look but she still has that like in her power vibe and i love that like the material of the pants seem like a type of le- uh like suede almost it is what yeah, it looks suede. like when she's in that lilac yeah and it's like even though the color is quite feminine and the top is a wrap top, which to me always comes across more feminine. Um, yeah. The fact that the pants are like a suede grounds it more and makes her more powerful and strong. Yeah, I don't know what sure. to say. Like, it's not like some silk pant. It's like, this is sw- yeah, real yeah. suede. Uh, I don't know if my my <laughs> intention is coming across here, but there's totally yeah, a, no, like a grounding sense. and a yeah. masculine aspect to that material. Mm-hmm. That I think yeah, is I agree. fantastic the I way agree. they do that. Like that's again really subtle but super powerful and poignant costume design. Yeah, for her. definitely. Super um, impressed. Also, she does judo. <laughs> Just a note. So the person, um, like know, the actual woman. Well, in okay, you know, I wonder because she actually before this she came from um, the Avengers, the TV show, the Avengers, where she was <sighs> fighting and stuff too yeah exactly her and diana rigg both um but a quick note about the avengers they first um wrote that as um they first wrote that tv show with two men as the leading um characters and then i don't know if they couldn't get find someone for uh they had patrick mcnee but then i don't know if they couldn't find someone to fill the next role so they just switched it out to honor blackman but kept all the the dialogue everything the script the same i need to watch that show um, immediately you do. It's so good. I love it so much. And um, 
it's from like the 60s so the earlier episodes are in black and white and then um later the diana rig episodes are uh in color oh at least God. the second season that she's in and I can't wait. um how long is it so how many like seasons oh i don't know oh, okay Se- several like a few a okay. few seasons um yeah but you should find it somewhere yes and so honor blackman comes from that and they're like oh well you can fight so you know in this movie she's also demonstrating her like skills by flipping james bond and like the barn scene and stuff you know love it so much yeah she's great she's great she's fantastic should we talk about the barn scene sure i don't like how ravey he is (laughs) i know you know what this reminded me of is um mayday and zorin in (gasps) view to kill it's like wow, they yeah. basically copied that in um, the 80s, too, I feel like. You know what? I even think they use the name. Now that I've seen this, the name Mayday is so like Odd Job. I think that's clearly <laughs> a, a style reference also. Mayday, Odd Job. Yeah, just great, being Great like, names. I love them. Super <laughs> short syllable. And it's like a concept, not really a name. You know what? Yeah. And they're both like the silent Yep. And they have super henchmen. similar arch- archetypical... Uh, yeah anyway yeah i agree i feel that there's a lot of silent type henchmen in the bond movies if i think about it i don't know it's just one of those tropes i do think there's a lot taken from this movie for inspiration for there is yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and um yeah i know i mean even like having the the our Mm -hmm. woman scientist in um of you to a kill shoot what is her name Stacy Sutton. Stacy Sutton. Even having Stacy Sutton, like I feel like Stacy Sutton's ca- Stacy Sutton's <laughs> character mm-hmm. is meant to be like Honor Blackman. Is meant to be like a pussy galore. Oh. Except it just like we're too deep into the eighties, so we're just gonna not hit oh. it and make her this super weak woman at the same time. But I feel like <laughs> it was probably written intended to be more like like our beautiful pussy galore, who I'm now obsessed with. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm obsessed with her too. And I, she's also one of the reasons why I think I loved these movies Aww. even when I was young is like she badass, you know, strong kicking ass, mm-hmm. strong woman, great character, um super capable. I the old movies, you know, we've talked about it before on our podcast and they have just the blend of both. Like you get your dinks, but then you also get <laughs> <laughs> you also get pussy galore <laughs> despite her name she's like badass so the only thing is all the women so well in this movie they're all all blonde like all the <gasps> leading girls with speaking parts are blondes yeah um tilly soames jill masterson that makes sense they're sisters well there's the um, asian flight but then attendant pussy galore. but she's like yeah does she even have a line maybe role. one line she she says, I think, yeah, something about the briefcase being destroyed in transit. That's oh, not cool. it. Oh, right. <laughs> so that she sorry. Does. Yeah. And you know, I was thinking. Well, oh, I love her. I do love her. When I saw the pi- all the like uh, circus, the, the pilots that are called a circus, mm-hmm. first of all, like, I don't like that, but okay, whatever. Yeah. When they first circus. said her flying circus, I was like, what's that going to be? And then I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of incredible female pilots that are super skilled. Don't call it a circus. Um, but that's just my opinion. Um, but when I first saw the them all show up, acrobatic, yeah, the acrobatic element. Okay, like I get what they're where they're going with it, but yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's less empowering you. than it should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, seeing them all together, I was it was very blatant to me that they are all white blonde, all white blonde. Even though in the picture there's one with dark hair, but I don't think she 
was in maybe she was really far in the background or maybe she wasn't even in, yeah, in the group shot um, i wonder if it kind of has to do with like his he loves gold and like just i wonder i kind of like... thought about that too hmm. but i don't know not, not made clear but yeah i still think they could have done yeah, something they could they could have done something better for yeah. sure um okay so are yeah. we talking about that oh. barn scene yeah i was just gonna say <laughs> are we avoiding it <laughs> maybe a little mm-hmm. uh basically so like they're fighting in this barn and uh james bond's like yeah like basically have sex with me it's time let's do this and she's like no i'm not interested in you and they flip each other over each other's shoulders back and forth back and forth like a cartoon seesaw (laughs) of flipping and then eventually he like lands on her and starts making out with her and she's like immediately like oh i'm obsessed with you i love this like what Mm -hmm. no and I wrote on my paper, all caps, the rapey kiss. And I underlined it so hard, I started scraping through the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, the the fact that he kept going after her, too, is like, that is the a perfect example of no means yes. And that's not true uh-huh. and not okay. And like, I guess just imagine how many people were influenced by that scene to create the environment of toxic masculinity the to the degree of which it exists today like mm-hmm. very absolutely for sure there's a tie there yeah it's that thing which we've mentioned before in other ones that we cover where it's he has to conquer her you know and to win her over it's like it's, yeah, it's a it's, mindset it's that like who created that why was has it been why had it been being pushed so much it's not mm-hmm. a real thing get out of there like was it literally created by a guy who couldn't get any girls to like him unless he forced them to and he was just like this is how women are we must force them and that's a good yeah. thing it's created i don't know it, it just evolved that way right or like i don't yeah i, I don't think know. it evolved um, from how people did... being stupid and misunderstanding and having and yeah, having yeah, yeah. louder voices than the people who knew better like women like having right sure. stupid men who just assumed that be the louder voice in the room than the women who are like are you kidding of course that's not what it is but also like the women i feel like were ra- or maybe i'm generalizing but it was kind of like you wanted to play hard to get or like yeah but so, i think hard like, to get you is said really be- different than I mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Especially in this, like, she's not even being coy. Like, she's yeah, just exactly. like, no, I'm not interested. You know, I um, I watched. A sp- I've been watching a lot of Spanish. You could call them almost soap operas, but they're like period TV shows with my mom. Uh huh. Um, because she speaks Spanish, and we're really enjoying it. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of like drama and sexual stuff in these Spanish dramas telenovelas yeah <laughs> yeah th- i don't know if i would qualify them as telenovelas but okay but because they're spanish and not to say everything spanish is but i think content in from created from spain tends to lean toward that like drama i don't know why maybe it's obviously cultural but um mm-hmm. anyway so in these though there is always at least one woman character who is super coy and like no but yes like there just mm-hmm. is and we've seen like two or three of these shows now. And, and I've seen this character go through two or three seasons and just watched her attitude and the way they showcase her. And it is there is such a clear difference between 
that type of character, that type of woman, that type of behavior, the coy behavior, and what we see in these James Bond movies. And I know that someone could stand up on a podium and be like, it's the same thing. But I'm like, I could argue you for hours that it is so clearly, obviously different when you can actually see the two next to each other. It's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they could have played, you know, the, the, the bottom line is all in these scenes that are a bit rapey. There's always the point where like, yeah, it sucks. And yeah, it's of the time, but they could have played it in a way where it was coy and we would be okay with it. And that would be a way, totally. but they didn't because yeah. someone was thinking some a large amount of people probably with power or thinking this is fine and normal this and how is... it works. And we're going to encourage it and remind people that's normal. And it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It could have been different. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm you know, on um, a podium right now. We, <laughs> I would like to mention, though, we often talk about like, oh, it was written by men, for men and right. stuff like that. But this movie actually has a female. Um, I don't think she's credited as screenwriter, but um, she adapted the novel. Well, that's good. I mean, Does that is that screenwriting? I don't know. It anyway, could be. Um, it, I, I think <laughs> clearly that she was not able to get a real f- female's perspective on that. And I don't. I don't think that's a weird I think I'm glad you're pointing that out because um we've talked about like just because a, a woman is in the room and might know like oh that feels kind of creepy doesn't mean that like that that perspective gets heard or it's even safe for her to really yeah. bring that up especially in 1964 yeah, sure. and she might even be thinking well of course this is normal because when we talk about toxic yeah. masculinity also possible yeah and that brainwashing it has ha- it's not had women thinking this is wrong the whole time it's had women thinking why am i so uncomfortable with the way things are and why does it freak me out and why am i terrified all the time around this this? normal yeah Yeah. but it's Mm -hmm. normal it does it's not that women are like this is wrong like it takes a while to get out of the conditioning and be like oh it was painful to me because this is wrong (laughs) right it's a lot of the boys will be boys and that's just how it is exactly um her name by the way was joanna harwood so amen uh, girl you know shout out to her we love you yeah Work for your position. It couldn't have been easy to get there in 64. Yes. Love. Totally. And it also, it sounds like the book, the, hearing about this really makes me want to read the book. Because if they leave her as more of like a gay character or confirmed gay character, um, Pussy Glore, then, mm-hmm. and I would assume then not hooking up with James Bond. Like, I want to read that book. Like, this sounds like the book got it right. I, so I haven't read the book. Um I feel like he converts her. Oh, really? Though. So never. It's Still. more of like a male thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I got the think... gay woman to be straight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you guys, listeners, tell us what happened. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Please. Maybe don't spoil it. We'll read it at some point. <laughs> yeah. Or tell us. Yeah, I think you can spoil it just know. a little. I would read it anyway. Yeah, yeah I would also. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, there's another aspect of that that I have to say while we're on the topic. Um, yes. So they have sex in that scene and immediately she's like, so into it and loving it, like literally within a second, which makes no sense after she's just been physically fighting him off of her very seriously, not interested. <clears throat> but so after this, they do the these airplanes fly over and do the tear gas onto everyone so that everybody falls asleep, blah, 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 blah. this mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, and it turns out, oh, they switched it out and it wasn't tear gas. And ev- like 
hundreds and maybe thousands of people were just playing along and pretending to pass out (laughs) which is so ridiculous they all got the message just like what no but i love it and i am so happy to see one person didn't get that exactly i literally like walking around (laughs) i went on a train of thought of that and i imagine that the person near them would grab them and pull them down (laughs) (laughs) okay that was my thought like because also even like what are all these people doing? exactly like having been a in a dancer you and i both dance and we've performed a bunch there's always like if you have to do something at the same time after the music is stopped like we all have to stand up at the same time to exit the stage or whatever like usually there's like a point person who like everyone's watching their left foot or something because they're going to step up on that at a certain point and then you all join in together i was imagining for Mm -hmm. all these moments there's like the one person who's kind of like the ringleader of when to start falling over and then they all follow that (laughs) person (laughs) to be like oh joey's falling okay everybody pass out (laughs) (laughs) choreography baby so good but anyway that whole thing um late i was like what is there a scene i missed what happened why was it fake and not real tear gas stuff and um and they they at some point they explain that by saying by um having pussy glory be like yeah well like essentially like no no you tell me position moment yeah, yeah, it was it was after they stopped the bomb and mm-hmm. um he says what happened to pussy and um the other guy says oh she helped us switch out the canisters so she's not even there when they dis- okay, describe right. what yeah the impression I got what was happened. James Bond by having this great sexual moment with her and clearly making her straight um has so enlightened her life that she's decided not to go along with this plan and to help out them instead which is a huge choice. And I just mm-hmm. was like, okay, so you're trying to tell me that this woman who is clearly, it does seem to me likely gay and just clearly not interested in Bond either way, that this woman got won over by like half of a second of kissing and then subsequent sex. She got won over to become totally male fantasy turned straight and stop her entire what she's built her career on and make this huge shift and change without even telling you or asking if that was what would please you. Like she just by her own accord does all of this work and all this shit. I'm like, no, like it's like, it's like beyond the fantasy that the sex turned her straight. It's like the sex also turned her good and made her take all these (laughs) active choices to change the world for good. Like just because she kissed James Bond, it changed her life bigger than any humans ever had their life changed ever and ever. Like, the whole thing was like such a huge, weird, wrong fantasy concept. I, I just was thinking like if they remade this movie today, it would be so great because they would give her character real motivation for having made that choice. Like what if there's something in her history, yeah. in her past, or or if she's been wanting to get out or, you know, whatever that would motivate her to yeah, none of, do that. Or yeah, like maybe she knew of some here. of the military guys and she was thinking about her interactions with them and and yeah you know what I mean like there's a million versions of this that would be so interesting and would give her even more fantastic character qualities but instead it's like it has to be like James Bond's kiss changed my life forever and now I'm good (laughs) save the world and you don't you don't even see any of that transformation is zero yeah exactly the most like she's not in the scene like you just said some other guy says it it's exposition like one line of exposition to explain mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's really too um 
That's too bad. Yeah, and as usual, the whole movie ends with him making out with her again, having saved her life. Mm. Like, on top of all that, really? And this? I love this movie in general. I don't know if we've said officially. I also loved this. (laughs) I thought it was so much fun. Yes. But that... But that's the part I didn't love. So, you know, we've spoken it. We got it out there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So what's your number five? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That, all right, we were, oh my God, that's so funny. No, it was um, the same one, the camel outfit. (gasps) Oh, really? The equestrian look. Yeah, yeah. Great. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. So we covered that in great detail. I talked so hard about it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I do have some honorable mentions. Please, honorable um, black men mention them. (laughs) honorable black men mention (laughs) yes perfect um so yes definitely had the blue onesie in there gold fingers yellow two-piece i thought you're gonna say two top fit (laughs) and i imagine (laughs) Uh oh Oh, yeah money Uh penny's outfit (laughs) yeah i thought that was cute i i mean the cut and stuff is very um 1960s office wear yep um you know boxy yeah whatever but the color is beautiful yep on her and i loved her hairstyle um i thought was very cute um also uh do you remember tilly solmes tilly tilly solmes the um basically jill's sister tilly Uh, i wasn't sure what her first name was uh yes yes her look so she has when you first meet her and they're driving through the alps together Mm -hmm. she's got like a thick knit chunky knit cardigan on yeah. a pencil skirt and like very librarian looking she looks a but lot then like she has this Di- uh princess diana oh. i think oh, style vibes yeah. sure like they that's aligned sure. for sure i can see that um but i love this bit of accessory that is her belt yes she has like a yes black leather yes belt. i was waiting for right? you to say it <laughs> sorry <laughs> with like the gold's hardware and it, lo- it looks like, like versace really thick like, chunky gold like yeah chunky what are what are, i'm not spikes is not the word um studs studs, studs looking yeah elements yeah and she has mm-hmm. a tiny ass waist too and it's like cinched right in there looking oh good yeah. Mm-hmm. dude yeah. yes so shout out belt dude i was watching that <laughs> outfit and until the belt showed, I was like, yeah, Princess Diana vibes, but it's not really my thing. Like, okay, show, when is this cool? When is this cool? She just kind of looks like preppy, rich girl, not a lot of excitement yeah. into the outfit. And then finally she turns and the belt shows. And I was like, <gasps> love it. Yeah. Love it. Upset. Love and the belt with this look, giving it some edge, like, oh, mommy, I love it. Yeah, good balance. Yes. I, I do love that detail. And I, like the belt makes the outfit. Yes, exactly. Sure. And I said that when the when that happened out loud, I was like, Ugh, like freaking out about the belt and everything, mm-hmm. making sounds. And my mom, <laughs> throughout this, I didn't know this, but my mom apparently studied abroad in Geneva. <laughs> oh. I had no idea. She, she was like, they were driving around in Geneva. And I was like, oh, something, something about the streets. Like, no wonder they shoot car commercials there. And she's like, yeah, that's right around oh. the corner from this and this lake or something. And I'm like, oh, what, mom? <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> wow. And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, had you've been to Geneva when uh, and she's like, uh, yeah, I studied oh. abroad there for a while. <laughs> that's so cute that so you get to cute. like learn more about your mom through watching these Bond movies. Absolutely. <laughs> but she had something to say about this belt. She said at the time, well, she said she was there in the early 70s. So like just under a decade later but she said that um 
let me see if I can get this exactly right what she was saying that this type of like like nice leather belts was a thing mm-hmm. in Europe at the time it was like it wasn't she oh. she was specifically saying that it wasn't a thing in the US like the US were probably still doing those stretchy whatever belts um <laughs> those like crap belts but she said it was a thing because it came to her attention she didn't even know this existed but it was such a big popular trend in europe to really like emphasize to make sure that you got these like quality leather belts i can see that apparently it was like a legitimate um thing in europe but like if you were to bring that belt back to the u.s they'd be like "Uh uh-huh okay cool but what's the big deal like but in europe it was where's my stretchy one yeah yeah <laughs> exactly. but in europe it was like a real a real thing going on i guess cute okay i know and i was like fashion trends hello insider information yeah. mother yeah <laughs> very cute she was very um, proud also to be able to tell me because i noticed the belt <laughs> that scene okay so that scene too we get to see like all his car gadgets Ugh, well um, cool later you see it more yeah great gadgets in the car by the way mm-hmm. and he you know he like scrapes the side of our car and he goes oh a double blowout <laughs> like <laughs> yeah a double blowout and like sawed you sawed through my like door my metal door <laughs> Um, but that's one of those moments where, you know, like the Sean Connery bond, he says these quips so to girls. It's cute, but it's always treating them like they're dumb. Oh, like 100%. just you're so stupid. It's always comes off like that. Whereas like Roger Moore's bond is more like very blatantly misogynist. <laughs> like, oh, like when he meets like a female doctor, he says a woman. <laughs> like It's very... <laughs> It's it's just blatantly there. Whereas like Sean Connery is like is cuter, but he's he really treats these ladies like they're dummies. Oh my god, that is um, so true and different, such a funny connection. <laughs> like yeah, different back to back. styles of misogyny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so true. It's so true. And you know, I was thinking I hadn't put that together, him treating him kind of like uh Sean Connery kind of like uh putting women down in that like you poor thing kind of a way I hadn't thought about that because I didn't I didn't think about the way he talks to men and you're right he Mm. I mean he'll occasionally be like you know he's trying to do his like a hypnosis magic where he's like that didn't really happen and just moves on really quickly I think that's kind of like the the type of thing he's doing in that moment too like a double blow that never happened okay so let's get in the car and like he just he says it (laughs) he he just finds a way to like dismiss it playfully and move on but it's true when he does it with women he's a lot more because you're stupid and when he does it with men he's a lot more quickly to the next thing you know right very very true I hadn't thought of it that way um Mm -hmm. do you have more honorables just one more <clears throat> the henchmen at the fort knox scene or just like all across of across um, the whole movie uh, yeah yeah the the matching outfits <laughs> the asian henchmen the asian henchmen i was yeah. thinking throughout he, like should he, i feel like this is racist that's the thing so like i don't know history he well enough clearly has at the time has i think um i think he mentions that odd job is korean right i'm not certain I think so. Okay. <laughs> so I'm assuming that he just somehow likes to have Korean workers. <laughs> sure. Which is sounds very discriminatory against everyone else. And um so like all his all his 
henchmen have first of all matching outfits they're all asian and then even the flight attendant lady is asian Mm -hmm. i mean we don't have good representation like the representation score for this i would say is very low how are we rating it we're giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down i'd say this gets a thumbs down for representation yeah this fails i think yeah but it's still a good movie it's fine but yeah it does fail representation Mm -hmm. i'd say but that aside, like, yeah, I don't know if that specific fact, how racist that is. <laughs> anyway, yeah. their outfits, though. <laughs> yeah, so they have all these matching outfits, which I couldn't find a clear picture of. <laughs> they remind me but of they... Oompa Loompas because they're just like running around sure. silently. They're always in the background. So they literally look kind of small because <laughs> they're like in the back it's... of the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their outfits mm-hmm. are like oh <laughs> just not what i would just expect like blue. yeah not what you expect blue um like worker uniform like mm-hmm. jumpsuit or something with a or yellow a pant. yellow right? sash like doesn't make sense yeah and that it's like a light blue to too function. yeah you're like what what is I mean, this i get that he likes gold accents yeah, they had but, to add you know, some gold to it somehow yellow and hats. little hats I mean, they and they probably have tried little hats yellow. too Oh, yeah, I was saying yellow. They could have done, like, yellow hats, but... Exactly. I'm sure the wardrobe department tried yellow accent here and there, and they thought the sash was the best thing. Yeah, you know, now looking at it, it looks like they had them all in these blue uniforms, and they were just like, yeah, because they're workers, that's like worker jumpsuits. And somebody came in and was like, if they work for Goldfinger, they have to be gold. And they're like, well, <laughs> right. fuck, we already bought 2,000 of these. And they're like, well, what if we just tie a sash around each one of them? some fabric. I mean, like, I'm not even joking. That looks so likely. Legit how that happens. Their belts. I think you're right. They're like a gun belts are even kind of like a problematically placed within the yellow sash. Like, it looks like they could get all tangled and messed up. It looks like they're playing capture the flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. With guns. No, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah. make sense at all. I'm sure that's what happened, actually. I now, I'm going to just go with that story. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. I think so, too. So my last honorable mention, actually, is, um, totally forgot to mention it earlier, it's um, James Bond's white dinner tux at the yes. very, very beginning of the movie. Yes, yes, yes. yes oh, yes. yay. Um, only, so I I would have picked, this is the other iconic, iconic outfit. Right. I. But I didn't pick it because out of this one and then the recreation from Daniel Craig and Spectre, mm-hmm. I actually prefer Daniel Craig's mm-hmm. one better. <laughs> I mean, not only because it's a modern cut, but like it just the way he wears it feels more like gangster and cool. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah. And in this movie, I mean, Sean Connery looks fantastic in it. And in like the setting of like wherever the nightclub is, that's of some Hispanic location. I don't know where. It could be Miami. I don't no? know where. No, I don't think so. Oh, it's after. I lost track. It's before. Yeah. But anyway, so in that setting of like this kind of smoky oh, bar and stuff, like I love. Yeah, it was before. I, I think the white dinner jacket looks great. You know but, what? Having the ruffly yeah. top underneath it, the button down is, has ruffles on it. Also mm-hmm. is just less. I don't like it. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> personally yeah maybe that's just a personal thought i don't know i just loved it because he takes off his wetsuit that is clearly like some kind of silk material first of all oh yeah not even close to neoprene when he takes it off and then automatically has a bulky as shit tuxedo dry underneath first of all even if you wore a wetsuit guess what your clothes underneath would be wet (laughs) 
dry dry suit yeah dry suit shirt sure, sure, whatever sure. i don't think it um, would ever be dry i no, that was not, and he, I don't think, was wearing a dry suit anyway. Nope. <laughs> but I love that moment. Hey, it's I love a good that costume moment. moment. I love it you so know? much. Like that's the fantasy yeah. <laughs> that I'm here for. That is that's same, the, same, same. That's the James Bond fantasy that I'm so here for. I know, so fun. I love it. <laughs> okay, so now to our keep and kill looks. Um, what I chose for this one actually was kind of easy because oh. it's so simple is the gold bikini at the very beginning oh <laughs> and i'm i think i just have like like i just got back from a trip from hawaii you know where i saw Dude, you and everything and you would look have bikinis in a gold <laughs> bikini i need I you a, to have a gold bikini <laughs> i have a bikinis on the mind so i would like to have that right now yeah well <laughs> i love it i'm for it um okay my keep is, is your keep I went back and forth between the two different like poolside sets, but I think yes, I'm yes. choosing the blue one. Good. <laughs> the iconic blue romper. I love it. I love it. But I, I want the it. original cut. I don't want this new bullshit. <laughs> I know. It's like the it just needs to be like three inches shorter, the hem on the yeah, new ones. And the, it, the fabric would... is different too. Like give me a yeah. true 1960s terry cloth. Excuse me. <laughs> Give me that vintage fabric with like the thick. Give me that too thick. Yeah. Terry cloth. (laughs) The unabsorbent terry cloth. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's perfect for you. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And then my kill. Yes. Um, This was hard because there's a lot of outfits that Goldfinger wears. (laughs) Oh, I have to that. That are awful. Yeah, I have to mention something after this big time. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, gotcha. The one that I picked, though, is the one um, that he's wearing uh, during his bad guys meeting. Oh, that meeting in, like, the incredible, his office. <laughs> I just my, cat, my cat ran in. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Enjoy. Uh, welcome to the pod. <laughs> um, so he that, that cool scene where he's explaining his plan to all the bad guys. You know, all uh-huh. the gangsters that yeah. he's like rallied together. All um, the Americans and, like, the... and they're all just like, Hey, <laughs> what dude? Excuse me. How could you Moving like table? Exclaiming yeah. <laughs> American like jolty, disrespectful things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I and, love um, every time they have the, Americans in this series. The like the moving um pool table yes. and all the the, the mod not modular, but like um electronic, you know things happening mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful production design by ken adam and um in that scene he's wearing this outfit it's it's the picture that i sent you that's the action figure <laughs> he's wearing an outfit and it's like <laughs> i couldn't find a regular picture it's the brown jacket he's got a yellow checkered vest with gold it looks like snap buttons but it makes it look cheap in my opinion um and the pants that he's wearing is like, I guess, supposed to be kind of equestrian looking because it's in they're in Kentucky. Yeah. And, you know, all that stuff. But it's just the fit and the cut and the colors. Love. I don't like the colors. Yeah. It's like gray pants, brown jacket, yellow vest. No. No, thank you. No, no. That's my kill. <laughs> all right. <laughs> my kill. We're doing something different this time. Okay. My kill is... Um, there was just a, so many scenes in this movie with guys in the same exact suit mm-hmm. to looking, not literally, but like, yeah. uh, 
they all just were in the same thing. So many scenes. In this movie, there were actually moments where I was like, okay, give me a girl. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I was like, I've just seen too many. And I feel like most of those scenes also, it's so strange. The direction in those scenes was often kind of like so slow and boring. And everything was just expositionary dialogue. And I mean, I'm not talking about the specific scene you just referenced with um, all the American gangsters and stuff. Because clearly they had got Uh cool shit going on and they were like revealing this table. But there were just a bunch of in-between scenes that were just people in suits sitting and talking and there were like two angles and they just cut back and forth for like a full six minutes you're like okay with expository dialogue and like not a lot of blocking or anything else going on and I was just getting very bored of that stuff and what I wanted to cut was just the boring suits overall (laughs) like there are so many (laughs) at least costume wise they could have made someone look a little different even if it was like a different type of hat with that like they used on when they were um golfing they used hats and stuff like that I just was Mm -hmm. like I'm so bored in these either give me some blocking give me some like direct this don't just have them sitting at a table talking like have them be doing things that are expressing what they're speaking about or like you know whatever um give us something anyway so that was my (laughs) my kill is just I just wrote boring suits (laughs) Okay, <laughs> I could pick one. I could pick all of them. Like whatever, just just okay. the boring suits sure. are my kill. Yeah, yeah, makes Amazing. sense. I'll take it. And I have an honorable mention outfit wise that I forgot to say. Um, okay. and it's just Goldfinger's golfing suit. Yes. And the second it came That's on screen, I laughed out loud, and I just couldn't stop saying, "This is so ugly." <laughs> I know I okay so that's the other so one ugly. and I was like okay but maybe there's like some world where this is appropriate and it makes sense like it's golf specific attire yeah so I, I, that's the only reason why I was like I'll let it go but the the other outfit that he chose to wear um you know when he's explaining the shit to the gangsters is uh-uh. like okay that's like actually something he's like wearing out like about. business meeting style like, no, right no, no. and so that's why yeah but yeah the golfing outfit is so ugly. well i didn't kill it either because i thought it's fantastic how ugly it is like it gave me <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. much joy and excitement it's um and he's a, a villain he can look like shit to look at yeah 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 it's it's enjoyable to look at for sure it was so like, funny and it wasn't just it wasn't bad like oh it's just ill-fitting it was just like across the board it's so outrageous it's terrible and it made me really have joy <laughs> so ugly it was so it. ugly it was so funny to me how ugly it was <laughs> it had it was like really wide-legged pants that stopped and tapered in at the just under High the waters. knee yeah yeah. And thick old socks. And this is the time when his cardigan, he was wearing a long yellow cardigan with uh-huh. made of some kind of knit material that I was constantly like, are you sure that's not terry cloth, mom? And she's like, yeah, listen, not everything is terry cloth. And I'm like, but it looks like it could be a terry cloth fucking cardigan you're wearing golfing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! From poolside to golf course, yeah, exactly. And she's like, "It's just this thick knit material. It's scratchy." I'm like, "Listen, maybe you're right, or maybe it's terry cloth." (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I had to point that out. Also, and in that same scene when Odd Job, I can't, I can't even call him that as a name. Okay, when Odd Job is um trying to like 
sneaky give put his golf ball somewhere and he goes and he like does a sneaky look and then the camera pans down and we see the golf ball like plop out of his pants leg mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all i could think was like oddball just laid an egg like it just yeah, it's laid an egg exactly. such a <laughs> joke moment of like oops i laid an uh, egg <laughs> especially because it was recently totally. easter um, <laughs> so it's on my mind um and there's one more thing I have. Well, there's two more things I have to mention. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, they're kind of the same thing. So Odd Jobs hat. Yes. His murder weapon, which is a hat. Um, I just have to say, <laughs> I don't know what it is. We were watching pretty late at night, but my mom lost it about that hat. She just <laughs> thought she kept calling it a death frisbee. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like I she said something like you know there it's a really popular type of competitions in in Asia or something like that like she was trying to build this whole backstory around why this guy has a skill at using this death frisbee hat she was going on and on and it was killing me it was so funny and every time he did it it always has weird sound effects and everything it was just like yeah, yeah. dying laughing I thought it was so funny. And apparently it's made of metal because he gets electrocuted later while he's touching it. Yep. Like, it's not metal. It's definitely got felt on top, but okay. Um, also, yeah, but the brim, brim is like Maybe there's metal like a metal and, bit exposed. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, it could be. Um, and the whooshing sound that that hat makes, yes. especially in that yes. last scene when he dies. Uh-huh to me is most certainly somebody's mouth just going (laughs) 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 the foley artist was like i can't find it he's like you know what i think i can do that myself (laughs) let me just try it i'm telling you (laughs) okay this this movie won best sound effects what I mean, Oscar. It has a lot of sound. That's the first thing I wrote at the very top was the effects in this movie are insane in a very 1960s way. But like, oh, yeah, the I guess it's because they actually added sound to some things. But like, I don't think it's well done sound like, hello, the the pencil break. We should not be hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) There are multiple moments where it's just cartoonily over the top. For sure. For sure. Um, there is one sound that I actually really love though, Ooh, and it's it. when he's um turns his like homing beacon on, his like little one that fits into the heel of his shoe, uh-huh. and his shoe heel slides open, and he sticks oh. it in, and he closes it. And that it's like, very not, uh, satisfying, but yeah, super satisfying, like slide close, gorgeous. Sound. Yeah, I was like, that deserves an Oscar. However, the homing <laughs> beacon sound I also have an issue with. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially when he's driving around and he turns it on, and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's so loud. What? How are you sneaking around? (laughs) So loud. I know. So freaking loud. (laughs) Also, when when, um, the person got ejected from his car, um, my mom actually like started uh, choking on her laughs. Like I had to pause it and be like, are you safe? It was so (laughs) funny. She died. Like she was hissing and then she was choking. (laughs) That first of all that scene is great so Um, great and i love yeah like so many moments i love like um the ejector seat 
but my the gadgets favorite is the, the great gadgets. My favorite though is the the woman, the gatekeeper, the Swiss gatekeeper lady, who's like pops out with her machine guns to try to stop him. <laughs> Wait, remind me more. Do you remember this? that? In what? Where? So in, at? Exactly in the. Oh um, yes, the, the old woman. Where, yeah, yeah, the old lady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The granny Hilarious. with the not shotgun, machine gun. That's what yeah, my mom called that. her, a grandma. Mom was like, Grandma's yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So good. Yeah, death what my mom had said, I wrote it down, was death frisbee. It was popular in Asia in the sixties. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> it's the evolved ninja star, you know? Like I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what she was getting at. Flying top hats. Oh my gosh. I was also thinking, you know how all the military guys, when they, now we know it's fake, but they all pass out at the same time. And there are so many shots of like loads of people. I thought that would be so funny to make a meme with. (laughs) (laughs) To just have someone be like, you know, some big statement and then cut to the shot of all of these hordes of people passing out immediately. (laughs) I like it. Man. I want someone to do that so badly. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are all my <laughs> those are all my notes. Awesome. I have I think no other notes we covered. Das <laughs> we covered it. all of it. O- overall, this is still one of my favorite Bond movies. I hmm, I feel like because I've watched it just so much, like growing up it was literally replayed I don't hundreds of times. I oh don't know that i'd put it in my top five anymore just from overplay but oh, it was really refreshing to watch it again this time and like watch it all the way through and watch it through this context so um i still love it it's great i also loved it i thought this was so fun i would totally watch it again i would watch it again and again love it the parts mm-hmm. i didn't love were like s- strong and specific but not as constant throughout the movie do you know what i mean like the little mm-hmm. misogynistic yeah. things they were still really small moments even though moments, yeah. the moments of them were pretty bad but significant yeah, yeah they were significant but they were small enough that you could just kind of brush that aside and you know this is how we watch movies and i think if you listen to our show you know that you know it's a product of its time and we're not dismissing it by saying that but we still enjoy it for the greatness of it like you don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater, baby Mm-hmm. that's a weird statement to say baby after <laughs> so apologies <laughs> okay um there was one more line i just found in my notes on the other side of the page that i thought was pretty funny um Which when she, at the very very end maybe this is a good thing to end on when the airplane is crashing that honor blackman uh mm-hmm. pussy galore and james bond are in it's like they shot a gun and so then all the air flew out a little. Anyway, no pressure yeah. in the airplane. So it's like going straight down and she's trying to pull up the airplane slash brace, brace herself. And he's also trying to like come there and help. And I swear to God, I was so ready for this line to happen and it didn't happen. And I was like, oh, surprise that they didn't use this opportunity. I was oh. so oh. certain that he was going to say, let me help you pull it up like the the thing and that she was gonna say something like oh i don't need help (laughs) i'll give you a boner on my own reference i was so sure they were gonna use some version of those lines because he was like you know hiking up toward it about to grab it and he had that smile on his face like 
I was so sure. But then they didn't. They just cut to sex, which, you know, that's another, <laughs> yeah. that's another choice. So <laughs> they made that choice. Yes. Yeah, that's all. That's all my <laughs> notes. <laughs> and then it ends with James Bond. Um, or this is the end of Goldfinger, but James Bond will return in Thunderball. And I love when they used to do that. Like the, at the end of the movie, they tell you which one he's going to come back in, you know, because yes. Thunderball came out the year after this, right after. Um, and, you know, nowadays it takes like 10 years to make a Bond movie. So. Those are like cute, nostalgic things that I mm-hmm. I wasn't even alive then, but I'm nostalgic for them. Yeah. Those totally. are sweet. It's almost like, like their emotional connections with the audience, with the fans. I love those types of mm-hmm. moments. I've always mm-hmm. said if I ever made a movie, I would absolutely have a really in-depth, uh, like, bloopery dance sequence to end it out. Like how they do it after Cute. Bollywood movies where they have people, mm-hmm. they have whole dance numbers that are just made for the credits. I'm like, I would do that absolutely. Just to, it feels like a gift, an interaction with the fans, with the audience. It's yeah. so I love all those things. Those things are just the best. Same. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you stay around for the whole rest of our season two. We're so excited to be back. Yeah. (laughs) As usual, if you guys want to see pictures of the outfits we're talking about, go to our Instagram at dress to kill pod and our Twitter at DTK pod. Twitter is new in case you can't tell by my emphasis. We are now utilizing (laughs) Twitter. We're very excited. Um, and if you have any feedback you want to give us or let us know how this is going, we would love to communicate via Instagram if you would like to communicate with us. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys Thank next you time. Guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.